Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 38 of Lean Blog Audio for March 27th, 2015. Today's post is titled, We Can't Ignore Lean Horror Stories or That Cheeseburger Ain't Healthy. Now, when people ask me why I do what I do, my first answers are, one, improving patient safety, and two, creating better workplaces for people. It, it's as simple as that. You know, there are, these are important problems that I'm really passionate about and have been able to help fix, at least in some local situations. But at a global scale, you know, too many patients are still being hurt or killed by preventable medical errors. Um, too many people end up hating their jobs or going home crying or exhausted at the end of the day, and, and that needs to change. In my 20-year career in manufacturing and in healthcare, Lean has been a powerful and effective methodology for meeting those two goals, while also improving quality, reducing waiting times, and reducing cost. But not always. You know, lean tools can seem pretty simple to apply, but when we see something as basic as 5S get misapplied all the time, um, and, and if you go to leanblog.org slash audio38, um, you can find links, including a video I created um, a couple years ago, you know, 5S gets misapplied all the time. There's a reason why the Lean Office and 5S Gone Wrong video has over 135,000 views. And it, it's not just because the video is sort of funny. It's because there's a kernel of truth that resonates with people. You know, Lean is supposed to be all about creating a better workplace, uh, one where employees are listened to and supported, where employees are allowed to participate in continuous improvement. But if people are being irritated, annoyed, or outright ticked off because of lean, then there's probably a really big problem. And, and no, that problem is not employees who are, quote, resistant to change, unquote. A tool as simple as 5S is supposed to engage employees in making their work easier, improving quality, preventing problems and frustrations, and allowing them to do a better job for customers and patients. But in the hands of a clumsy old school manager, 5S might become a new overbearing weapon, you know, forcing people to remove family photos or making them put tape around their keyboard. That, that's not lean, that's annoying. Yet the use of tools without the context of lean philosophies or a lean management system still gets labeled as lean. And that might be a mislabeling. I call I, you know, the, this whole genre um, lean is misguidedly executed, or L-A-M-E, lame. It's, it's an awkward acronym, I realize. But when managers do bad things to employees in the name of lean, this is called a lean horror story, not a bad manager horror story or a workplace horror story. You know, because people can do any old dumb thing and call it lean. So let's think about an analogy to nutrition and lean living. So let's say a person reads a book about nutrition. Maybe they don't really want to lose weight or have a newer, healthier lifestyle. You know, maybe they were told by a doctor or a loved one, you know, read that book. And let's say a person does a quick web search instead of reading the book. You know, they might find all sorts of crackpot ideas and snake oil, nutritional information that's, that's more self-serving than accurate. Or maybe they read the book but they cherry pick the parts of the book that fit with their existing diet. You know, they might read that protein is good for you and eating the right kinds of protein certainly can help build muscle and shed pounds, but you also have to exercise more and exercise the right way. So this 
hypothetical person I'm talking about decides, you know, I'm, I'm going to eat cheeseburgers for lunch and dinner every day because they're high in protein and calcium. And I'll throw more bacon on there for more protein. Well, you don't get to label that a healthy diet. Or if you did, you, you'd be wrong. Um, so, you know, I've had, thinking back to healthcare now and, and lean or, or Kaizen, I've had people express interest in our healthcare Kaizen books. And, and they'll say something like, uh, we've been implementing lean for five years and now we're going to focus on trying to engage everybody in continuous improvement. Well, hmm. Is it really lean if you're not engaging everyone in improvement, or at least if you're not trying to? You know, lean, based in part on the Toyota Way management system, has two core pillars, and Toyota has called these equally important pillars. These pillars are continuous improvement and respect for people. Now, some of those clumsy or misguided 5S initiatives seem to be pretty lacking in that respect for people category. You know, a lean program or initiative without real continuous improvement isn't really lean. You know, rapid improvement events or Kaizen events, those are fine, those are helpful, but these are sporadic and episodic improvement, not continuous improvement. So the horror stories are out there, and I think as a lean community, we can't ignore what, what get labeled as lean horror stories. We should try to speak up and educate people about what lean is really about. Or we can try to figure out how to have fewer people get an incorrect or inaccurate or incomplete understanding of lean. Now, I saw an article recently. It was from a labor union publication. So, um, you know, they, they have an agenda and you can insert your own positive or negative bias about that here. But let, let's assume the story is true. This is uh, the story that was posted. Amanda says her floor supervisor, a former Toyota group leader, publicly humiliated her until she finally broke down. She said, one day while he was yelling at me, I told him I'm going to kill myself if you keep talking to me like this. He sent me to the medical bay and the medical bay put me on short term disability. I saw a therapist who said I was fine as long as I moved to another line. The Volkswagen doctor refused to clear me. Amanda never returned to work at VW, believing it easier to find another job than to fight the company. Company documents show VW's management method is modeled on lean production, the philosophy created at Toyota, then popularized across the auto industry and beyond. Every employee there busts their <clears throat> butt and is injured and is working through the pain because they don't want their job taken by a temp, Amanda says. It's made clear to all of us that we're easy to replace. End of story. Well, none of that sounds very lean to me. I mean, if that's what lean really was, I, I'd probably become a union organizer and fight things like that, too. Now, I hear complaints about lean from healthcare professionals. I've, I've read them in the news. People reach out to me and email me. And I cringe at a lot of what I hear, you know, because what they're complaining about doesn't sound like the lean I've practiced or written about. And it doesn't sound like a recipe for better safety and better workplaces. Now, there was a survey taken and published by a nurses union in a province in Canada about their perceived impact of lean, and it doesn't paint a great picture. Now, if you want to just read this table instead of uh, just hearing about it, you can go to leanblog.org slash audio 38. But the nurses say things have um, gotten worse, far outweighing the number of nurses who said things improved. Um, the, the quality and availability of supplies, time available for direct patient care, 
workload and stress. You know, 49.5% say that's gotten worse, while only 8% said it's gotten better. Uh, patient safety, by a three to one ratio, they say it's gotten worse. Time and opportunity for clinical education, staff morale and engagement, 58% say that has declined. Now, if staff morale and engagement is really getting worse and patient safety is, is getting worse or at least perceived that way, that's a big problem because, again, lean is supposed to improve all of these dimensions. So something's not right. Now, it's really frustrating to hear about instances of lame that occur. And, you know, if we only highlight the good things that are going on, like those hospitals that are improving quality and safety, and not the problems of lean horror stories. And I think we do a disservice to all. You know, far too many have been afraid to speak up when they hear of such horror stories. You know, I've heard luminaries in the lean world basically shrug their shoulders and say, basically, well, you know, people are going to do bad things and you can't do anything about that. But yeah, that's that's hogwash. I mean, we have to speak up and try to educate people. Otherwise, lean gets a bad name and we lose our chance to create better workplaces and safer patient care. If some people are scared off by what they've heard about lean. You know, Bob Emiliani, a professor and author, is one who's been brave to speak up, and I'm linking um, to one of his blog posts here. There's, there's a book that's been written as a cautionary tale, a story of quote-unquote bad lean. Um, that book is titled Look Before You Lean, How a Lean Transformation Goes Bad, a Cautionary Tale. But these things still happen. So I'm really interested in hearing your thoughts, and I'm sincerely interested in hearing your quote-unquote lean horror stories if you'd share them. You know, I can promise empathy and confidentiality if nothing else. I'd invite you to contact me. You can email me mark at leanblog.org, or you can go to leanblog.org slash audio 38 and find a link for contacting me there. Thanks. Podcasts are sponsored by Kinexus, where we're passionate about helping the world improve and innovate more effectively with our web-based software. Learn more at www.makeimprovementhappen.com.